Welcome to What One Thing, a smart meetings podcast that provides you with a shortcut to the top of the events world by asking successful people what made the difference in their careers and lives. I'm JT Long, Vice President and Content Director of Smart Meetings, and we have a treat for you today. Michelle Mason is President of ASAE, the Center for Association Leadership, and a Smart Women in Meetings all a fame award winner. She is a fierce advocate for inclusive leadership and developing the next generation of meeting professionals. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Well, thanks for having me, JT. I look forward to our discussion. Always a pleasure. So, Michelle, your background is largely in associations. How did you become involved and what message would you have for your younger version of yourself that first dipped her toe in that world? That's a very interesting uh, question. The advice that I would have for um, a younger version of myself, find your own path, find your own race, right? So often, too many times, we are comparing ourselves with others. This is uh, exacerbated by social media. And so sometimes you just have to understand that you're sufficient, you're good enough, and run your own race. It is your path. It is your journey. Yeah, you can't compare to anyone else because they haven't lived your life and you haven't lived theirs. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. So there really is no comparison. It's so when we build that confidence. So you have to be happy, happy with yourself before you can be with someone else. And what is it about associations that drew you to that industry? Well, you know, I'm at heart a servant leader. And so I absolutely love association management because it delivers two things to me. Uh, one is mission focus, the service, service to others, but also we are businesses. And so that combination really is very attractive. And it allows me to interact and engage some of the most fascinating people in the world. Uh, and uh, another aspect of association management that I'm passionate about is developing the next generation of Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that as well, because I think that's so important right now. But let's talk about the power of your membership. So ASAE's members are have in charge of planning conferences for thousands or even tens of thousands of people. Conferences are one of the ways that associations show their value to their membership and often fund the, the association. So what is happening to membership in groups overall and how can meeting professionals convince people to join and then attend these conferences in person? Yeah, I think that overall in associations, membership is positive. Uh, people are still joiners. But I also think they were being impacted significantly by technology, particularly AI. And, you know, coming out of COVID, we are now forced to deliver new experiences, right? New engagement, engagement opportunities that are unique, right? High value, high touch and such. And so for us, it, you know, really requires us to think creatively, requires us to monitor the trends, meet members where they are to the best of our ability. Now, not this, there's no mistake, you cannot make everyone happy. That is true. However, you know, it's that whole 80-20, right? Pareto uh, rule. So for us, there are a few factors that are uh, important in terms of what we're focused on with meetings. Um, we need to be more inclusive. Uh, that means embracing accessibility, 
we are a learning organization, and so we're doing the best that we can to accommodate from an accessibility perspective. We just recently hired uh, a few months ago a director of conscious inclusion to make sure every all the practices that we create uh, in terms of the mo- our meeting models are, are inclusive to the best of our ability. We know that sustainability is still top of mind. It being mindful of the business decisions that we make around sustainability. But also I think it's important, not just the organization, but also meeting professionals to truly understand how to embrace AI. It's an area that we're all trying to understand, but we all must do our part. It's not going away. It's still going to you know, have a significant impact on and continue on every aspect of our life. So I think that, uh, you know, from technology to inclusivity to sustainability, when we are able to develop strategies to address those uh, not even, I wouldn't say that they're trends, but those opportunities to enhance our meeting experiences, I think we have a more, we're more prone to be uh, convincing in terms of attending our, our meetings. Absolutely. Let's make it worth their while to attend, and they will, right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So speaking of worthwhile to attend, I was lucky enough to go to the ASAE annual in Atlanta last summer, and that was focused on the power of purpose. How can meeting professionals find their purpose and use it to be more effective? That's an excellent question, JT. Well, it's important for all of us to find our purpose, both personally and within the context of our careers and how we serve our organizations. Uh, The reason for that is when we clearly understand our purpose, Purpose, it's easier for us to stay focused and fulfilled. So the more we connect with our purpose, the, uh, the more sustained passion we'll bring to our work and to every aspect of our lives. So purpose, I believe in leading with humility and authenticity and from the heart. I think those are the, the new ways, uh, the new words around leadership that we should be embracing. And Michelle, you are such a beautiful role model for that. You you just show what you care about in everything you do, and it's very visible. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Purpose and passion, right? <laughs> there you go. Well, you mentioned AI before. What will the future of annual conferences look like? Will they be larger? Will they be smaller? Will they be hug and, hub and spoke? Will they be filled with people in VR goggles? We're now seeing all these videos of that. Like, how are meetings changing? Well, we want, we know the one thing that is constant is change. So I wish I had that, that vision for the future in terms of what meetings will look like in the future. I think it depends on the association or what we're seeing is that our members are enjoying intimate conversations uh, with each other. So why could say they might be smaller, but also we've had very successful in-person annual meetings for the past two years here at ASAE. And so they're growing. Our meeting is growing. We know for certain that members like to meet up with each, with have shared values and views, and they like to meet up in uh, conferences initially prior to the actual experience. So I'll explain what that means. For us, we have community groups that we provide a platform or space, the front end of our meeting, to meet, to make connections, so they can carry that experience throughout the entire meeting. So it's more of a smaller connection so that there is a very inclusive focus on meeting those that particularly your first time attending for those who each make a logical connection. So I think with Virtual, um, new technology, new experiences will will emerge again with accessibility. We'll need to uh, take that into consideration and embed that into our conferences. So 
Yeah, I would say they won't look very different in the future. So maybe more meetings within meetings, right? So you maybe have a huge, large annual meeting, but you have the first timers here and the people who deal with this sort of event here and that audience there so that you get what you need personally and you're still part of a larger community. Yeah, like conference within a conference, meetings within meetings, you get what you need to your point, JT, but also you're able to make those, those meaningful connections on the front end and carry it throughout to deliver greater value to that, whole, that conference experience. Now, when it comes to the meeting professional, it requires a meeting professional to work across the enterprise to be more intentional about curating and, and creating those authentic experiences. And uh, it can be as simple as you know, providing the safe to have conversations. It could be as simple as providing an opportunity to navigate the conference together. So yeah, just be more intentional in creating that would be something that I think we'll, you know, we should be thinking about in the future. So let's get back to talking about those young meeting professionals that are going to have to do all this work and build all of those new types of conferences. How are we going to convince them that this is the best career ever? Well, you know, I think we need to make them part of the process. So that's a prioritization for ASAE. So we need to hear from them, make sure they have a voice at the table, and they're part of the overall design process. I, my experience with young professionals is that they want to be engaged. They want meaningful strategic work. So I think that's the first step. At ASAE uh, in Atlanta last year, we had an initiative or launched an initiative called Meeting Community Needs. We invited high school students into our conference environment. So we had some education for them. They were on the show floor. And so they provided objective feedback. This was their first time ever experiencing something of that nature. But what we also did was we engaged our young professional advisory council to meet with these high school students to talk about their career paths and to create a meaningful connection. So when we talk about the, the meeting of the future, it is about those connections. As you remember when, you probably remember when you made that first connection at your first industry conference and you might still have that relationship today. With AI, the one thing that we know um, will not go away is that human connection. It's that feeling. It's that with stuff. And so how do we use AI to complement what we are all about as associations, which really simply means that we are joined together for a collective common purpose. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that same conference, you launched a whole flurry of resources that would support diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility. What do you say to people who might be feeling a little bit of maybe DEI fatigue right now? How can we keep people engaged and understanding the importance of the long game for this? Yeah, yeah that is um, an area of discussion that we continue to hear about uh, over the past recent months. And so, you know, we're hearing from people in our community about having to navigate the culture wars, in particular addressing DEIA um, initiatives. And I would just say we need to continue the movement. This cannot be a moment. We need to continue the movement. DEIA is very important to the culture of ASAE. It has been over the past 20, 25 years. Uh, we've advanced careers because of our focus on inclusivity across 
all of the demographic groups. And so you know, we know that uh, that's our role. That's our role as an association. So I would say this can't be a moment. It needs to be a movement. You know, it's funny, it's funny when uh, we had the pandemic, we had the killing of George Floyd. Many organizations were saying, hey, I need help. I need help. Can you assist me? And now we're hearing that something. We can't allow that to be the case. We need to work together to advance this uh, community, to continue to elevate the importance of the power of association so we can attract the next generation of leaders so that we are at the table with policymakers and helping to understand how this is the multi-billion dollar industry and the, the economic impact of meetings and the jobs that we produce. So... There's a lot of work that has been done, and we're not naive in, in that, but there's a lot of good work that needs to still be done. And it requires all of us to stay focused and committed to it. Constant vigilance. Yes. So you are launching The Exchange, a women's leadership experience, June 11th in Washington, D.C. We happen to be a proud, exclusive media partner. What do you hope women will take away from this day of education, networking, and entertainment? Oh, yes. Well, first of all, we're very excited about the inaugural exchange. We're excited about our partnership. We've long wanted and needed this. We admire the work that you're doing at the Smart Beauty. So our partnership is very meaningful to us. And so this is going to be a really interesting day. Uh, We want women to uh, show up with their authentic selves. Uh, We will talk about topics such as, you know, brand management, uh, just help women's health. Menopause is a topic. Yes, we could say that M word, but it's, it's going to be a day of opportunities to make connections, uh, networking, leaders helping leaders support. And uh, it's called the exchange because we want those critical, honest, candid conversations uh, to take place. And again, the meaningful connections. We are doing something a little different. We're bringing leaders from outside of our community uh, into conversation with our membership so for example a restaurateur uh, carla hall will be one of our keynote speakers a fashion designer maria pinto so women that have uh life experiences that we need to learn from and really cool women you want to be in a role with so it's going to be a great day it will totally be a great day I am so excited. And I know Marin was so excited about this when we discussed it when we were together in San Diego. And so knowing that this is going forward is just something that would have meant a lot to her. You would have meant a lot to her. Absolutely. So this is called What One Thing? Because we like to ask extraordinary achievers like you what one thing made the, all the difference in your life and your career and what our community can learn from that to put to use in their life. What made the difference for Michelle Mason? You know, what made the difference for me is such a great question. Early on in my career, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I would say I fell into association management. But now I say that association management is a calling to me. And so the one thing that I've learned, and I've tried, I've thought about my purpose. My purpose is to serve. And I've learned that through being in the association profession. And I can imagine that the sector that allowed me to have professional experiences, the exposure, and just the knowledge that they able to absorb from others. Uh, so I'd say the one thing, it's finding my purpose and shaping my purpose, finding my passion. So that's the one thing. And, and if we all are able to, on this journey called life, discover that at some point, because it is a process. I didn't wake up and say, hey, here it is. But it's through multiple things that has allowed me to be uh, where I am today. 
and amazing people. We'll quote you on that. Michelle says, find your purpose. So Michelle, you are, you lead a powerful group of association executives and planners building the future of conventions. You're also launching the exchange, a women's leadership experience, June 11th in Washington, DC. Today, as part of our Be Bright Together initiative, we want to continue our conversation about just giving people compliments. So I'll start. Michelle, I admire how you always seem to be fully present when you talk to me or anyone else. You're thoughtful about your responses and you consider all of the implications of your word. You make things happen and you don't settle for the way things have always been done. And I just so admire that in you. What person was an influence in your life and what one thing would you like to say to them to let them know how much they were admired? Well, JT, I appreciate you as well. And uh, I appreciate your energy, your passion, and everything that you brought again to our community. And when I think about myself, I think about myself being a product of the association community. I served in every role possible that you can imagine. But it was during a time when I was trying to find myself and my purpose that I had the opportunity to uh, report to Susan Sarbati, a legend in the association community, a trailblazer, a visionary, and an innovator. And so I would say to her, thank you for helping me find my voice. So it was during a time when um, I had imposter syndrome being at the CEO or being at the leadership table. And I would be afraid, like really that's about saying things or just like, you know, adding my voice to conversation, knowing I had, I had something to say. And then I remember Susan pulling me aside once and she said, Michelle, you know, you do a great work, really excited, but you need to find your voice. And I didn't understand what that meant. And shortly thereafter, I transitioned to a new opportunity. And that's when I started to process and ponder what Susan offered me, which was a great gift. Feedback is a gift. And in finding my voice, I was able to develop a stronger voice and confidence. And so to Susan, I would say, thank you. Thank you so much for providing that uh, feedback, that constructive feedback that helped helped me on my journey today. Oh my goodness. It is impossible for me to even imagine a Michelle Mason that was afraid to speak up. Wow. We all have come so long, right? Yeah. So the exchange that I mentioned before features a powerful assortment of speakers who can speak from experience about pivotal career decisions. One session I love is being led by journalist Adriana Hopkins called Building Your Own Kitchen Cabinet. What is your networking secret for getting the right people in your ear at the right time? I don't know if there's one secret to success, but I am certainly excited about that session because Adriana is amazing. And so I would encourage everyone to to uh, connect them with her. She's such a, a strong brain ambassador for women and a champion. So I would say for me, my kitchen cabinet requires, it evolves, right? And it requires a very diverse leaders that have touched my life from the start of my career to now. Sometimes it depends on the point in time in my career, the composition of my kitchen cabinet, because I might be going through a crisis one day, or I might need to be more self-aware of how I'm showing that as a leader. And so for me, how I connect in with people is to be bold, find my voice, and those that I admire in, in action, when I see them demonstrating uh, behaviors or a level of something that I feel I need to learn and improve, I invite them in. 
I invite them in. I'm not afraid to ask for help. So when you ask, people want to genuinely support you. But when you ask, that's when you receive. So for me, it's just to be able to say, you know what, these are the areas I need to develop. Maybe personally, professionally, strategically, there might be strategic uh, opportunities in your future. And then look, seek out folks that you believe can truly compliment you and provide you with the feedback that you need to hear, not what you want to hear, because that's where the true change comes from. Absolutely. And that's so hard, right? Is hearing what you need to hear. Sometimes you just need a little tough one. <laughs> and networking is so important for women in particular, but for, for all meeting professionals. And one of the things that associations do so well is build networks. And um, maybe talk a little bit about how networking has become even more important in the stage where we are right now. Yeah, the networking is critical, not only um, because fundamentally what we do as an industry, but you know, what we're focused on are interpersonal skills, uh, soft skills, essential skill development, and you get that through networking. Again, you know, when we think about AI, the one, you know, AI does not have wisdom. AI doesn't have that, that human connection. And so when we're in person, when we're networking, it's very important for us to continue to stay aware of how the impact that we're having on others. But also networking is important because, you know, we very much want to make sure we're able to extend our brands personally and professionally to better to further ourselves in our organizations. And you never know that next big idea what did it come from. Absolutely. Often it's like at a conference. Yeah, it's at a conference. It could be virtually. Uh, so networking, and again, it takes on different forms. So virtual networking is very important as well. So you might meet someone. You uh, maybe there's an article that you read that someone published. You get reach out. Hey, let's get on Zoom. Let's have a conversation. So we just need to be very open to how we network and network with purpose and intentionality. Love it. So uh, one of the things that you are very passionate about is developing the next generation of leaders. And uh, as we said, the, the topic of this podcast is what one thing. So what one piece of advice would you give meeting professionals coming into the industry thinking about maybe being an association planner? Uh, what advice would you give them so that they can have a fabulous, rewarding career? Well, the advice that I would give them is to learn across the organization. Meeting planner might be your role or business event strategist today, but learn across the organization, learn about membership, learn about marketing, learn about governance, because you really touch different aspects of the business and to help with solidifying your value, be well versed in other areas will definitely take you a long way. Fabulous advice. I always enjoy talking to you, Michelle. I always enjoy you too, Stacey. Thank you so much. And thank you to our audience. Smart Meetings, What One Thing was produced by Bright Business Media. Visit smartmeetings.com to subscribe to your daily dose of inspiration.